Welcome back to Wednesday at 9 p.m. Season 1, Episode 16. Tonight we will find out how getting into an almanac war creates devils, how cursing your child may get you killed, and how a broomstick is the best defense against the forces of evil. This is Wednesday at 9 p.m. Wow, what a hook. That's pretty good. Thank you. That was Thank pretty you. good. Pretty I think that's the first hook I've recorded. <laughs> Live. 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 Yeah. Well, what a start. Well, before we get into this very special episode, some quick announcements. As a reminder, we're going to release our special Halloween roundtable episode with all our friends. I don't know if anyone's going to come to that. Fingers um, crossed. Fingers crossed. We should probably start telling people about that on Halloween night. And then we will skip the next week and resume our two week between episodes schedule in November. So keep an ear open for that. As for shout outs, of course, I'll do the shout out to David Hoy. Thank you, David Hoy, for listening. I hope your family uh, enjoyed the shout out from last episode, which is live now. And you know, you're making a face. You don't remember we shout out David Hoy's family? I don't remember that. I was, <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting ready to talk about Ouija boards. I wasn't paying much attention. That's fair. That's fair. Well, because I know his sister, so I shout out his oh, whole family. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So that's a shout out for me. What about you guys? All right. I think there's a shout out um, from Nick to Troy. Uh, <laughs> you know, Nick's really been uh, shouting out Troy a lot and it's been great. His voice is sore from shouting out so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of shout outs. Obviously, shout out to Fallon, uh, my girlfriend, um, and a special shout out to uh, Sean, our good friend. <laughs> uh, he he allowed parts of the story that I will be telling tonight to come to fruition. So, um, Never forget. Never yeah. forget. What a trip. Um, but I will get into that a little bit later. But Sean, thanks a lot. We'll tell. We'll have to tell him about the uh, episode. We'll tell him yeah. about the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he knows about this. Hey, Wolf knows, and I don't think he listens. But that's true. And shout outs for me. Shout out to Maddie and my mom, our staunchest supporters. Our stalwart. Yes. Thank yeah. you for leaving comments on the website too. I'm gonna make. I'll figure out how to make those public too. Oh, they're not public. Yeah. No, they're not. Only only we can see them. <laughs> so, yeah, there's really no point in submitting on the website. But after this episode, they will be public. So keep them coming. I don't, Nick. It sounds like your mom might be trying to dethrone David Hoy as the super fan of the the podcast. Maybe. You know, actually, That's, it's hard. She has. Well, I'll save it for the Halloween episode. But she has some fun stories that I could, that maybe I can if I can you know squeeze some more details out. I can can maybe, you get her on? Can she tell the stories? Maybe, yeah. yeah. We, do, <laughs> that we do have the, the campfire episode. Wait, yeah. okay, hear me out. We actually do it at a campfire. And then put the microphone right in the middle of the fire. Yeah. Good idea. And then sure and all you can effects. hear is crackle, crackle. Because it's going to be a sacrifice <laughs> to you, guessed it, George Knapp. <laughs> Perfect. Look out for that. Halloween night. So, you guys... There are a lot of places in the U.S. that have folklore whose reach is pretty popular and extends to all corners of the country and the globe. You know, you got the classics like Mothman, Chupacabra, Bigfoot, you know, the classics. 
But uh, one such piece of folklore is pretty close to home for me. And I'm sure you guys are pretty well aware, as most of our listeners probably have at least heard of the creature that I will be talking about. The Jersey Devil. <gasps> yeah, I know. Real shocker. Egads. I, I'm, I'm sure the subtle hint drops from last episode were uh, missed by most of our viewers. Um, anyway, this creature is very well known. Uh, it even has um, a hockey team named after it. And I think there's like a military battalion or something like that named after it. Pretty, pretty well known, at least in the state of New Jersey. I don't know. How much do you guys know about it? Oh, I thought you were talking about old Jersey, not New Jersey. That makes more sense. Did you really think that I meant old Jersey? No. <laughs> Why? Did- <laughs> maybe, maybe Jersey and New England or New England. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe Jersey. I mean, New Jersey is you mean old England. England. Yeah, maybe, maybe New Jersey and old England. <laughs> wow. Off to a riveting start. So what do you guys know about the Jersey devil? That is, uh, by the way, in New Jersey, Frank. <laughs> why are you laughing it's just because this uh, isn't even like good this is just you this isn't even like george lopez taking girls to florida like this isn't the same why did you ask if i was serious about (laughs) (laughs) why did you think he was from old jersey Uh, (laughs) okay what do i know about the jersey devil well I also love local folk tales. And so, you know, I know that the three of us have hunted the Jersey Devil and, and come pretty close. I know that I have a little figurine from your mom. True. The, the mythical creature himself on my dresser. I don't know if it's made it to my apartment. I just saw it recently at home. But it's been a while since I last looked into the story. So all I know is that... Uh, it was a long time ago. It's definitely a real thing, and it probably haunts New Jersey to this day, which would explain a lot. Well, yeah, only that one section of New Jersey, though. True. Actually, not, there's no. You'd Jer- be surprised, Nick. Hey, there's no Jersey Devil in Newark, and I don't know if he'd hold <laughs> up there. <laughs> in Jersey City. Well, you'd be surprised, Nick. Hoboken. Oh, not. I'm not gonna say I found any stories of him in Newark, but I will say he may be a little bit craftier to survive in newark oh he went to atlantic city (laughs) yeah and went to the casinos yeah the new jersey devil's actually a big time gambler i'd believe it (laughs) so um it sounds like you guys you you know the general story but you may not know some of the details that i'm about to hit you guys with definitely and it'll be a nice refresher for you and for the people at home if you don't really know the story behind the the legend that is the Jersey Devil. Buckle up, because we're in for a spooky ride. It's a little bit of uh, personal context. As a New Jerseyan, I had heard the story from a young age, probably about, I'd say, second grade. Um, and it terrified me when I had heard the story. I had uh, some nightmares about it for a couple weeks. Wait, actually? 
Yeah. Not like, I mean, you know, it was more so like, oh, you know, you get told this as a kid and like, you know, you can't, there's a monster under the bed and is going to get you kind of scary. It was your own boogeyman. More or less. Yeah. And, you know, where I am in New Jersey is pretty far away from where the Jersey Devil like originated. So I don't really know why I thought it was going to come get me, but a rational kid me thought, you know, it was uh, it was going to get me. So. um, So, yeah, I had heard the story. Um, There's a lot of different accounts of the story. Um, I can tell you what I had heard, which I'll get into it in a little bit, but I feel like it's a rite of passage as a New Jerseyan to hear this story. So now I'm going to take you all through that, right? So before I get into the traditional well-known history, I'd like to take a step back and explore some old forgotten history that this is the thing that I don't think you guys know. Nice. Because I didn't even know. Oh, then yeah, we don't know. Probably not. So the, do you guys know what the Lenny Lenape tribe is? Why? Does that sound familiar? Like the Lenape Native Americans? I've definitely heard of the Lenape. I think in my gnome yeah. episode, I did a lot of research into the tribes in the Northeast. So I'm I, th- come I think that. on another popular podcast, Astonishing Legends, I think they have mentioned that before. Interesting. I don't recall hearing that, but I also haven't listened to an episode in who knows how long. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But the um, name sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean, I think they're the same as the Lenape, Lene Lenape, or like the Delaware people, I think is another name mm-hmm. for them. Um, but basically, Native Americans then inhabited New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and even parts of New York. Um, and so near the fabled Pine Barrens of South Jersey, there were many Lenape Lenape Native Americans that were settled or in and around the area, but none of them actually settled in the Pine Barrens. However, they did use the Pine Barrens as more of a ceremonial location to honor missing. And I could be butchering that because there's a ton of different spellings that I found online. But uh, missing is a spirit that lived in the Pine Barrens that was a mysterious and sometimes terrifying force to be reckoned with. Um, it instilled the Lenny Lenape believed it instilled life into the plants and animals nearby the Pine Barrens because Pine Barrens as like an environmental thing, they're pretty rare from my understanding. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. We should cut those down then. Yeah, yeah build, I think uh, so. Malls and parking lots. Yeah, Frank, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, that actually comes into play a little <laughs> later. Yeah, you guys are lining me up for some some good uh, predictions well, here. Real quick, good synergy. Real quick sidebar: yeah. it the, the messing, missing, missing, missing. Yeah, kind of sounds. It, like the Lene Lenape's version of like Pan. Uh, That's interesting. You know, an entity of the woods breathing life, but can also be terrifying. And don't think of like Pan, like the la- labyrinth or Pan's whatever, like that thing. Don't think about that. But still, Pan, I think, can also, in mythology, can be quite aggressive. Yeah. That's an interesting connection. Yeah. That, uh, I think I had read... Like it was similar to those kind of things, but that's a very interesting point. Um, 
yeah i mean it's it's a nature spirit it's more on the 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 mysterious spooky side um and the lenny lenape would perform ceremonies where someone would dress up as missing and they would chant and dance around a fire to you know classic um native american celebration ceremony um so I'd like to give you guys a description and I want you guys to close your eyes and try and envision what I'm describing here. No. So, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay so, my eyes are closed. So what does this missing costume look like? Imagine a dark furry cloak, <laughs> a mask with horns, and large eyes. You, you know I'm just imagining a furry. <laughs> really? Well, you said I, I want you to 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 Bing chat that and generate an image, but it'll be in um, the show notes. Yeah, but that description also happens to match. You guessed it, the Jersey Devil. Dark furry cloak, horns, large eyes. The list goes on and on. Um, Weird. And yeah, it was often described as looking deer-like in nature, which, um, you know. That was, it, that was just a skinwalker. It could have been. Who knows? Um, they described it as a spirit. So I don't know if it was a tangible or intangible phenomena. But that's uh, that's the description they gave of the costume. And so when the Europeans began to settle into the area, much like Frank, they kind of laughed at this silly story <laughs> and description. Wow. Um, and. Uh, Unlike Frank, they went along their days doing what the Europeans did best, destroying the land for its resources. I'll get there one day. You'll get there one day? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it was more like you than I thought because you were like, oh, let's tear it down. (laughs) Yeah, the Europeans started, you know, mining, I think, for like iron and lumber and all that. And as they did so, there were many accounts of the settlers seeing a bizarre creature in the Pine Barrens. Now, what's the description of this creature? Dark furry body, about the size of a large dog, head of a horse, horns, large piercing eyes, bat wings, and it bellowed out snarling shrieks that put fear into whomever witnessed it. Now, I think that's a little bit closer to, or at least more descriptive of the Jersey Devil. Would you guys agree, disagree? I don't know what accounts you've heard because a lot of people describe it differently, but it's pretty much an amalgamation of a bunch of different creatures. Yeah, it's very chimeric by a lot of accounts. You know, uh, yeah, snake like, tail, uh, goat legs, bat wings, mm-hmm. horse head, uh, uh, other various descriptions of other animals but yeah yeah it it varies by account you're right but it is an amalgamation amalgamation is a really good word for that it's just kind of a mix yeah so before i dive any deeper i don't want to put the cart before the horse-headed monstrosity um (laughs) so where did this creature come from so like like i said you know the native americans had believed in the spirit and now these settlers are seeing this physical creature. So we kind of skipped over like, okay, we went from intangible to tangible. How do we get there? So let's back up a sec. So 
another name for the Jersey Devil, which is more or less commonly known. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but the Leeds Devil, L-E-E-D-S. Oh, yeah. Yep. So it was uh, named after the Leeds family, as goes the legend. So I've heard this story many, many times, so I could probably recite it by memory. I'm not going to for the sake of quality podcasting, but (laughs) also because on this podcast, we like to do our research. So I will use loosely the official New Jersey State website as my source. Government sources for this. Yes. New Jersey. I I have it in the show notes. Perfect. Um, I think it's link number two. Was this Chris Christie approved? Uh, I don't know if it was Chris Christie. He's the Jersey Devil. (laughs) He's a little too big. The the link is nj.gov slash New Jersey slash about famous (laughs) njdevil.html. Gotcha. Type that out, guys. Yeah. Type that out. (laughs) um it's in the show notes so you don't have to type it out but jersey has an official page on this creature so that's very it's the real deal so the story goes that mother Leeds had bore 12 children with her husband soon after she became pregnant with her 13th and i don't know about you guys but i'd be pretty tired of having kids after 12 (laughs) so um on her 13th pregnancy on the dark and stormy night in 1735 she went into labor at leeds point in their house um which i think i have a picture of the supposed house in the show notes awesome um but she went into labor and as she was doing so she exclaimed let this child be a devil And moments later, the child was born perfectly normal. That is until it began to transform into a creature that had tail, wings, and hooves. Now, this part of the story, I've heard different opinions of the matter, but the creature then promptly attacked the entire family and friends and midwives present. Um, And I had heard that even killed some of them different stories say that the creature killed like the entire family and midwives and all that oh yikes um and then flew up the chimney and disappeared into the night sky into the pine barrens so uh mother Leeds got what she was hoping for um the child did turn out to be a devil so that's the most popular rendition of the story uh, there are some less popular stories that I hadn't necessarily heard of, but you can see where they're coming from. So uh, one of which was a young girl who fell in love with a British soldier during the Revolutionary War. Don't know that the timeline really matches up with that one, but <laughs> um, nonetheless, the, the town cursed this young girl and... Then she eventually gave birth to the Jersey Devil. Uh, Similarly, there was a young girl walking along the streets and there was a gypsy in the streets begging for food. The young girl didn't give her any food and so the gypsy put a curse on her. Yet again, 
leading to her giving birth to the Jersey Devil. Lastly, there's accounts that Mother Leeds was a witch and her husband was literally the devil. Damn. So, uh, yeah, there's a, a several different accounts of the story. I like to believe the first one because that's what I had learned growing up and it seems the most entertaining and plausible to me. Um, what do you guys think? Have you heard any of those other versions? Well, I just thought that all kids born in Jersey like grew tail wings and, and hooves. Right. <laughs> Is that I not? mean we do, but you like outgrow it by like age like Oh, gotcha. So this guy one. he didn't outgrow it. Well No. I mean, the story makes sense. I mean, she obviously didn't want to take care of a thirteenth kid, right? And if it flies away and you know, it's not her problem Tax anymore. The family. Yeah. yeah. I mean, whether it kills her or not, she's not dealing with it. True. So that makes sense there, to me. I mean, obviously, I wonder were. someone must Go be ahead. left alive to witness. Um, but yeah, that's that's the version I had heard, that first one. I hadn't heard the other ones. That's spooky. Yeah, there were also accounts that um, she actually gave birth to the devil and there was no transformation. Ooh, um, it came out just like that? Yeah, which I don't know if I necessarily believe that one. Ouch. Yeah, that would be a little bit painful. <laughs> um, Nick, As opposed to, you? you know, normally not painful. Yeah, and, you know, normal childbirth. Not <laughs> that, bad. Yeah, with no anesthesia or painkillers or anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've heard the first one. That's the, yeah, that's the very common one. The The second and third one, I don't think I heard. But the fourth one where Mother Leeds was a witch. I don't know why, but that sounds familiar. I don't know if I'm just making that up, but her being a witch sounds like I've heard that before. The The father being the devil, though, that doesn't ring a bell at all. So maybe, maybe not. Gotcha. Uh, also, I'd like to point out that Fallon's giving me dirty looks about the comment of uh pregnancy not being that bad unless <laughs> you're giving birth to the devil so uh, apologies i retract that statement no i'm editing out your apology oh <laughs> good thanks <laughs> no. uh so anyway those are the versions of the story but that's not where the the disparities and different perspectives end. so um I'm going to proceed with the most popular version and we're going to assume that that's the correct, accurate version. So um, there are still debates about who Mother Leeds was because it just describes this woman doesn't give her a name necessarily. So there are a few different accounts of where the Leeds family comes into play. Um, one of which which I don't know, I kind of lean towards this one, but maybe maybe there's some reasons not to. But I think that she was a young Quaker woman um, with her husband, Deborah and Japheth. It's, I've heard Japheth and Japheth, so I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, that's an old Quaker name. Yeah, so 
Um, but Deborah and Jafet Lee's, wow, tongue twister, um, who are actually real people. And you can go to find a grave, which I think I included in the show notes. Oh, wow. You've, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. There's a find a grave for Deborah Leeds as reference three in the show notes. Um, and I believe if you go there, there is actually evidence of her having 12 children with Jafet that they left in the will. And they did indeed live in Leeds Point area of the Pine Barrens. So the Leeds Point, is yes. that named after the Leeds family? Like they just had a presence there for yeah, a long time? Yeah, I, I and- believe so. I didn't really delve too deep into that one because it seemed like, okay, they lived there. And so based on the legend and just the fact that the family lived there, I believe it got the name Leeds Point. Interesting. But it's just an area of the Pine Barrens, which is massive, by the way. Like, I think I have the map included too we'll make sure you can see it's it's pretty large that's Um, interesting yeah so that's just one of the areas where the the tale is set to originate from so i believe it was deborah and jafet because you know they have 12 kids that they left in the will they didn't die all at the same time so i don't know if that necessarily lines up with the devil, the Jersey devil going and killing them all. (laughs) But it would make sense that there would be 12 children in the will. And then the 13th is just like out and about and they wouldn't put that monstrosity in the will. But there's a slightly more historical approach that I find interesting. I hadn't heard it before. Um, And I don't know if I believe it, but I'll get your guys' opinion after the fact. So, according to Brian Regal of Kane University, I think it's pronounced, um, he has a wide interest in, quote, monster studies, creationism, pseudoscience, the (laughs) occult, obscuranta, and esoterica. So, he knows his stuff. But according to him... Huh? What a CV. I know, right? And he's a professor. Um, But according to him, the Leeds devil is actually the result of a religious political squabble. Huh. What do you mean by that? Well, Regal believes that there was a man by the name of Daniel Leeds, who I believe also was a real person. Like, all the, the people that are described are actual people although they're not quite sure who or what the Jersey Devil is. Um, But Daniel Leeds came to New Jersey in 1677. He was also a Quaker. He had four wives. Not all at once, just three had (laughs) died. Um, And he was a counselor for the New Jersey royal governor. Interestingly, um, I think one of his wives had nine children, which was pretty uncommon for the time. Like, yeah, real low, right? No, like <laughs> still pretty high, despite like, you know, people had like four or five, six kids, but not like nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 kids. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine going through three wives or four, having yeah, three was- wives die? 
and you're still alive? That's yeah, crazy. That, I believe one of his wives might have, one or two, might have died during childbirth. That's so sad. I think sad. one wife died and one daughter died during childbirth, but I could be wrong. Uh, after my like second wife died, I'd just be like, you know what? I won't go through that again. And would uh, be like, I think it's me. <laughs> um, but the he was a counselor for the New Jersey royal government, and apparently Leeds had quite the ideas about life, um, about astrology, sorcery, and those ideas that were considered pagan by the church. Uh oh. Yeah, it's hard to it. It's a little hard to believe that astrology was pagan, but. I even read an account where he just used like the names of the months, um, like March, and he got uh, he got reprimanded for that. Like, no, that's pagan. That you can't use <laughs> the Roman names or whatever for the months. Could be wrong about that one, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere on one of the resources. Those damn Quakers are so uh, so uptight. I know. Can't even let you write almanacs about <laughs> sorcery, which is what Leeds began to do. He published an almanac um, and eventually left the Quaker church for the Anglical church. No, there you go. Was, <laughs> after he was kicked out of the Quaker church for being deemed evil. Um, and in the seven, in 1700, the Quakers even published um, a little paper about Satan's harbinger encountered being something by way of answer to Daniel Leeds. So they weren't too fond of the guy. Um, and so he went on publishing his almanac with all sorts of astrology and sorcery and all these things that weren't the mainstream. And even nowadays is still not super mainstream, but it's a little bit more. Um, and eventually he retired and passed on the almanac business to his son, Titan. Whoa. Name yeah. your son, Titan? Yeah, I know. I think it probably had to deal with his interest in astrology and probably Greek and Roman gods, maybe. Mm, Is the yeah. almanac still available anywhere? Uh, that's a great question. The Vatican? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not no sure vaults. if one of you wants to... Look into that. That would be great. But I hadn't necessarily looked into it. We'll try to find it. Is it is from the 1700s. So. Anyway. Titan. He messed up pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. There was a few key mistakes. First of all. He decided to change the family crest. To include. Three dragon like creatures with. Quote. Fearsome face. Clawed feet. And bat like wings. That's pretty Sound cool, though. Kind of familiar. Sounds pretty cool for a family crest. It is pretty cool for a family crest, but not when your family's being accused of worshiping the devil. That's fair. So the description and the devil worship you can kind of see where pieces are fitting together. Um, but our second mistake is really where things get kicked up a notch. Titan then got into an almanac war. With poor Richard himself. Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. He messed with the head honcho of almanacs. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, pick that fight. 
Yeah. And especially when your ideas are not mainstream per se, they are considered pagan. Um, Ben Franklin had a lot to work with in terms of ruining (laughs) the reputation of the Leeds family. Ben Franklin was quoted as saying that he received much abuse from the ghost of Titan Leeds, even though Titan was very much alive. (laughs) Damn, what kind of roast is that? Just pretend your opponent is dead? (laughs) No, I think the idea, if I'm recalling correctly, is that he was saying like, oh, he's channeling his ghost to write these almanacs or something like he's like gotcha. with his ghost or something like something to that effect. Poking fun at him. Yeah. Um, and he, they would go back and forth at each other for some time. And then uh, eventually Titan did die in night. Uh, wow. 19. 1738, <laughs> not 1938. That would be kind of wild. He's St. Germain. But, yeah. Um, but, uh, he said, honest Titan deceased was raised, uh, in in the brackets from the dead and made to abuse his old friend. So even after death, Benjamin Franklin (laughs) was kind of haunted by Titan and his ideas and his almanac. Um, and it's interesting because 1738 is around the time where the mother Leeds supposedly gave birth to the Leeds devil. So there's a theory there that when Titan died, his spirit was in like kind of imbued in Mother Leeds child and turned oh, into the devil. As punishment for his ungodly beliefs or That's my guess. Um Unquakerly, I, I should say. Yeah, unquakerly yeah. beliefs. Well, he's not a Quaker anymore. Yeah, he's a standstiller. What? I hate that you said that. He's not a <laughs> He's not a Quaker. He's a standstiller. No, I got. It. I'm putting a badumtis over this. <laughs> All right, and you can't stop me. That, that's so, true. That's a bit of the history of like the actual origin of the Jersey Devil. Had you guys heard the Benjamin Franklin rivalry? The the story almanac. Before? The almanac again. There, it's like the almanac thing sounds really familiar. I just don't know from where. I don't know if it was from like Astonishing Legends covering this or from something else. But the almanac sound really familiar. Also, I would like to mention, I'm pretty sure Benjamin Franklin went to like secret orgy parties. So it's not like he was <laughs> this pious person either. <laughs> oh, he was he was a a wanderer. He he slept around, he drank a lot. Very cool guy. Not at the yeah. time to yeah. conservative Quakers, though. That's true. Well, That's true. I feel like his was more secretive, whereas um, the Leeds family openly published things that yeah. said, yes, we are pagan. Yeah, That's true. So have me there. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the other thought process behind where the Jersey Devil came from with I his mean, change in the family crest and this devil worshiping family it's kind of like an amalgamation of that and ben franklin just roasting them so it's possible that's where the legend came from so are you saying the reputation of the Leeds family was ruined Mm -hmm. at the time because of their pagan interests 
And so a rumor spread, let's say, you know, let's say Mother Leeds has a 13th child and, you know, maybe it doesn't work out. And then a rumor spreads like, I hear that Mother Leeds, you know, dedicated her, her 13th kid to the devil because, you know, there are a bunch of devil worshiping pagans over there. Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah, I, I believe so. That's, um, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, we've gone to hunt for the Jersey Devil ourselves, but I never put a lot of stock into the the legend of it when you just hear the, you know, there was a mother lead, she gave birth, devil, whatever. But that's that's actually a very interesting historical perspective that I don't think I've ever heard. Maybe, Nick, your memory is much better than me, and maybe it is covered in the Astonishing Legends episode, but that is really interesting. Yeah, so I don't know if I necessarily believe this one because no. part of me wants to believe the legend that I was told as a kid. But hear me out. Okay. They're both true. What? So because the leads were these practitioners, maybe, of magic and sorcery and all these things, maybe when Titan died and all these rumors spread, there was so much like like uh like acrimony between like between him and Benjamin Franklin and just the people making fun of him. So he was like, you know, I'll show them finds this unsuspecting mother like about <laughs> to have her 13th child. And he's like, I'm going to possess this child. Could be. And I didn't think about that. And so the Jersey devil is a him. manifestation of Titan leads. And the reason why it's leads is because, oh, Titan's spirit went to True. this kid, this newborn infant. So they're both true. Yeah. Case closed. I hadn't thought about that. They're not mutually exclusive, I guess. But yeah, apparently Benjamin Franklin's hatred can manifest uh, devils. You heard what it here. What that man do? Wow. What can he do? Invents electricity and devils? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Truly a renaissance man. Honestly. Yeah. So now that we've gone through some dense history, there's some other, like, you know, trying to explain it away of, oh, Mother Leeds actually gave birth to, like, a disabled or uh, stillborn child. And that's like, oh, because they were pagans, you know, it just how it happened that her child was cursed and came out looking strange. I don't know if I buy that. There's a lot of evidence coming up that makes me believe that something happened. Just don't know quite how. But so you don't think you, guys- you don't think it's a disabled person flying around? <laughs> That's not what I was getting at. I was getting at the fact that the child was born and was disabled well, and therefore was <laughs> deemed by that society as cursed. <laughs> not that it was disabled and then turned into the Jersey <laughs> Devil. <laughs> I was going to make a terrible joke, which I'm not going to say. I'm going to cut this. I was going to say, Aaron, as someone who was born uh, disabled and looking funny, what <laughs> And but, from New Jersey. And from New Jersey. <laughs> Something in the water. Okay. No. <clears throat> I got nothing to say. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> I had nothing either. <laughs> All right. <Okay. laughs> then let's move on. We're going to talk about some significant sightings of this creature. I'm excited nice. for these. 
Yeah, so some of these you may have heard, others maybe not. I had not heard of some of them. So first off, we've got pretty prominent person, military person. You guys know who I'm thinking of? I think so. Yeah, no. that's right. Steven Decatur, mm-hmm. Naval Commodore. Wait, did you actually know that? Name? Actually, yeah, Depending wait. on your story, I think I might know. Oh, I know what you're thinking. You're the other famous person. Well, yes, that, but I think I know about this one. Yeah, I was trying to be misleading, but apparently Nick knows this one. So uh, he was a naval commodore, and he was famous for his raid on the harbor of Tripoli in 1804. So around that time, um, he was visiting the Hanover Millworks in and around the Pine Barrens. And he was inspecting the manufacturing of his cannonballs. And while he was there, he saw a giant flying creature that he promptly fired a cannonball on. Kind of like a right place, right time kind of thing. But the story is said that it had little little to no effect. Now, I don't know if that means he what? missed yeah, wait, or if that means this thing was unaffected by a cannonball. But the story said it, he fired directly at it with little to no effect. Damn. I mean, one, it'd be impressive if he shot a flying monster with a cannonball. It'd be doubly impressive if it just shrugged it off. I mean, that should, yeah. that should shred it, right? I mean, Or at least knock it back. But, it would like yeah. go through it. It probably would go through it. Unless um, it's got a very strong hide. Well, have you ever seen that old like black and white video of the guy getting hit with the cannonball and he just takes it? Really? Yeah, it's like a really old black and white. It's like some kind of like some uh, like a larger bald guy and he cannonball gets blasted at him and he like takes it. Huh. So is he the Jersey Devil? <laughs> Probably not. Well, link to the, the video of the Jersey I'll Devil taking the cannonball. I'll try and find it. But All right. I did. That's I, that's I do remember that story because when you said cannonballs, I was like, oh, yeah. And then I also thought, like, when I first heard it, how did he hit a flying creature with a cannonball? I guess that I was mean, his job, right? Still, yeah, but, like, that's... That like a crazy the amount shot. of like physics that would go into that. Okay, but think about so imagine this: it's like a giant creature the size of a large dog flying. It's not like it's not like from the sounds of the sounds of its anatomy. It it does not seem very swift with its movements. <laughs> no, fair enough. Plus, it's large. Straight at it. It's stupid. Like, they're like, well, it's coming straight at us. It'll be easy shot. It's like, might as well launch the cannon. It swallows it. Like a cartoon, like, ow. Like, the mouth just gets really big, swallows it, and doesn't affect it. That's probably what happened. Yeah, I I think so. I think that's actually the inspiration for all cartoons. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anywho. So apparently I didn't stump you guys with that story, um, but it's a little suspicious that this giant creature was unaffected or was missed. Definitely. Um, and it's not like it's this Joe Schmo that comes in and is like, oh, I saw this giant flying creature. We do have some stories about that, but um, 
it's like a very prominent naval person. He's not going to just make something up like that if there wasn't some veracity to it. So I had heard that some people believe that it was just giant bats that people were seeing and they weren't used to it. So they were like, oh, it's a devil. I don't know if I believe that. There's some big bats. Yeah, how big do giant bats get? I'm not sure. <laughs> What's the D&D what stat block for a giant bat? <laughs> probably a challenge, like, one. Yeah, probably. I feel like a cannonball would kill it, though. Looks like yeah, there aren't probably. really any mega bats in yeah, the uh, New Jersey. Bats is act- well, that is actually what people theorized it was, was a mega bat. That's a cool name. The yeah. Mega bat. The mega bat. That's like the bat from Gmod. The mega bat. It's like the, it's like the character from Fairly Odd Parents. Huh? With the chin. I know what you're talking about, Frank. Oh. But uh, yeah, some people <laughs> think it's that. Uh, I feel like a naval uh, commander or commodore would probably know what a bat looks like. But You'd hope that's just my that's just my opinion. Maybe they didn't. Um. So, since you guys knew that one, you're probably gonna have recognized this one. But um, probably one of the more famous military people, Joseph Bonaparte, brother mm. of you guessed it, Napoleon. He claimed to have seen this creature while on a hunting trip in Bordentown in 1820. So. Um, I believe he fired some shots at it and was unsuccessful at h- h- hitting it or they didn't have any effect. Again, it's a little ambiguous. So, but again, another famous person or at least related to a famous person um, claiming this seems a little unlikely that they would make it up. Well, what do you Although, make of that? I don't know. It's a little like it would be weird to try and get attention through that. Like nowadays, if like some celebrity was like, oh, I saw this creature, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I don't believe it. But like back then, people didn't lie for clout. At least I don't think. He was Napoleon's brother. I don't think he really needed it. No, I don't think so. Unless he wanted to one up his brother. I but guess. I feel like a cryptozoolog wow, cryptozoological creature has nothing on like being the French guy. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon, Napoleon Mr. French himself. Claims of fame. Yeah. And, so, and remember, we are very wary of the French on this podcast. Yeah, so we Yeah, so this we, story we, may be a wash, we, but uh however the the similar you know shooting it with something and then no effect just like the cannonball very common with supernatural stories skinwalker ranch very common shooting at a large dog bigfoot stories bigfoot stories yeah a lot of like these cryptids when you shoot them not they don't look phased by it at all yeah so that's that's at least consistent with other stories of people firing at uh cryptids yeah so uh 
if you ever encounter a cryptid, don't bring a gun. I'll tell you what weapon to bring later. Oh. Um, Probably, hopefully yeah, not don't peanut butter. Don't bring a gun or a candy <laughs> No, not peanut butter. No. Um, definitely not peanut butter with some of the Bigfoot stories I've heard. Yeah, don't bring That's true. Butter, no. Don't smear yourself in peanut butter. Don't do it. Jersey Devil might not get you, but Bigfoot, he's everywhere. Um, so you guys might be thinking, like, okay, these are two famous people. Two isolated stories. Maybe they're making it up. Maybe they're not. There's a lot of scattered accounts throughout the years, and there's a wave of accounts that I'll get into a little later. But um, some of the scattered accounts we have are livestock attacks, you know, for decades. Um, I'm picking out some of the more prominent stories, but in supposedly in 1925 in December, William Hyman, uh, a farmer, had caught the creature trying to kill his chickens and he somehow managed to kill the supposed devil and photographed it. I don't believe what? I included a picture in the show notes. <laughs> you can't just but, say uh, that. <laughs> but what was interesting, so this creature, it looked very different and I'll try and get a picture for the, the show notes, but it looked very different from the typical depiction which we do have in the show notes. Um, and it m- looked more like a frog, like, a, you know, still same size, but had like frog legs and stuff instead. What um, the, how big was it? You know, probably the size of a large dog. Um, With frog legs? Yeah. So I don't know when they said photographed, I wasn't able to find like an actual photograph, but I found like a, like a sketch of it. And it looked pretty weird, but not Jersey Devil-like. Um, and the Woodbury T- Daily Times dis- described that Hyman said the beast was as big as a grown Airedale, which I don't know what that is. Like a dog breed or something? Maybe. Let me see. Airedale. Oh, yeah. Terrier. Gotcha. Um, with black fur resembling an astrakhan. No idea what that is. Probably another dog breed. Um, having a kangaroo fashioned hop, four quarters higher than its rear, which were always crouched, and hind feet with four webbed toes. What? What? What yeah. the heck is this? Yeah. So it's a little strange. However, I think this one's debunked because mm. I don't think there's any proof that this corpse ever existed because he did say he killed it not just caught a picture of it um furthermore there's no proof that william hyman ever existed yeah that'll that'll do it so some hoaxer probably some hoaxer doing it for the vine yeah doing it for the vine back in 1925 so um, there are some slightly more or less reputable stories, but another interesting set of stories is that people reported seeing strange tracks and loud shrieks in 1960. Um, in that same year, some merchants, um, I believe from Camden area, which is right outside Philadelphia, um, it's in New Jersey, 
Um, they offered a $10,000 reward for the Jersey Devil's capture, and they said they would put it in a private zoo for display upon their capture. This led a lot of people to submit the Jersey Devil. I can imagine. Yeah, one of the most famous of which was Norman Jeffries, a man that brought, he bought a kangaroo, glued artificial claws and bat wings to it, and people believed him for some time. <laughs> and it was alive still? Yeah. Um, you buy a kangaroo? I think he bought it from like a circus. Oh. I don't know. I guess, I guess it's a lot easier to buy kangaroos back in 1960. But for like 20 years, he insisted that he was telling the truth. And then he finally came clean 20 years later. Damn. 20 years. Yeah. I mean, $10,000 is a lot of money. I'd buy a kangaroo and glue artificial claws to it. It <laughs> meant I could get $10,000. Um, so, yeah, it's, a lot of people claim to have seen it with no proof or fake proof. But there's a few sightings that are kind of hard to deny. So, th this isn't the famous people like Napoleon's brother or naval commanders but you know there was a very famous week long wave of sightings January 16th 23rd uh, I forgot to grab the year I think it was around 1920 no 1909 um, there were hundreds of sightings of the Jersey Devil Wow. Yeah. And you guys probably know better than I do, but cryptids tend to like to do things in waves. We've seen it with Mothman. She's going to say that. A flap. UFOs even. Yeah. So the classic Jersey Devil flap was a, a week in January 1909. So it was wintertime. And all over the Delaware Valley, multiple different cities and whatnot, there were mysterious tracks all over the snow. Footprints over and under fences, through backyards and fields, and even on the roofs of houses. Like horse hoof prints on roofs of houses. So, just unless Santa. <laughs> yeah, unless Santa was coming to town. Uh, a little strange to see hoof prints on your roof. And in some of the larger cities like Camden and Philadelphia, there are numerous sightings which caused mass panic. And it, this is a very classic example of a regional uh, folklore causing mass panic is the Jersey Devil sightings of 1909. So um, naturally, a lot of police and you know law enforcement tried to track this creature um they had bloodhounds in like on the case and interestingly the bloodhounds refused to follow the tracks of this creature in hammington so not a lot i feel like would scare a bloodhound i mean if they're trained pretty well 
feel like not a lot would scare a bloodhound to the point where it wouldn't follow traps. Yeah, I don't know of many smells a dog won't follow. Yeah, especially if it's told, follow this. Yeah. So That's weird. Yeah. What's weirder is schools were closing and there was very low showings in some schools. So people just stopped showing up to school because children were terrified that this creature was going to come get them. Uh, there were some lumber mills in the area that had to close because workers refused to show up in fear of this creature. And these were grown adults, lumber workers. I feel like, you know, a dog might get scared by something, but not a lot scares a, a white, no, white or blue collar. Blue. I always forget the difference. A blue collar working Joe won't get scared by much when money's on the line. Especially but, back uh, then. Yeah, 1909. Not I mean, a lot wow, would, Yeah. Not a lot would scare people this badly, but there was pretty hectic panic throughout New Jersey. Um, and supposedly police had fired upon a creature that they saw in Bristol, PA, um, as well as in Camden, but they couldn't take this creature down. Again, another example of bullets having no effect on this creature. And this was several police officers. So uh, this creature also attacked a late night social club meeting in Camden and a couple trolley cars. So it attacked a trolley car full of passengers in Haddon Heights and another time in uh, Burlington. It had scurried across the tracks right in front of a different trolley car. So uh, last thing, really, uh, firemen tried to hose this creature down off of a roof and they reported it as ostrich sized creature. That's um, pretty big. Off of a, yeah, off of a roof of a house in West Collingswood. So this thing's kind of all over the place. All within the span of a week, mind you. Well, and, if we ever figure out time travel, now I know where I'm going and what time period. 1909, January. The Jersey Devil Panic. Definitely going to use my time travel in New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, that's... I don't know what to make of that, right? I'm Typically, people say, you know, ooh, escaped circus animal. For pretty much any cryptid. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like escaped circus animals usually can't get shot <laughs> and survive. What do you mean usually? <laughs> yeah, you never know. Maybe like, you know, like a gorilla hey, or something. I, once I find the guy with a the rhino. cannonball. True. That's true. But what was that guy a circus animal or? You could, I would describe him as a circus animal. I honestly, maybe it was at a circus performing. Like, a right. man who can um, take a cannonball. But yeah, it's kind of hard to refute that something's happening. Yeah, so it's a little tough to refute in all of these accounts, especially when people stop showing up to work and to school. It's yeah. not like, oh, nothing's going on. Everyone's making it up. Clearly, a lot of people are on the same page or 
it's a case of paranoia setting in and people are just seeing what they are scared of. But still, someone had to have seen something for it to cause this level of panic. And from the sounds of it, multiple people saw things all over the state and even into Pennsylvania. So, Aaron, do you believe in the possibility of mass hysteria? Uh, Specifically, the idea that groups of people can kind of go crazy and not necessarily hallucinate, but kind of convince themselves that they're seeing something and kind of make something up and just get swept up like in the mob mentality. Um, to an extent that, that's what's used a lot but I mean do you think that really applies when you have stuff that has I mean to an extent I feel yeah. like it's hard to get everyone on board you know like I feel like people would be dismissive of it like oh there's nothing you know like I feel like especially like the kids I understand maybe they're just scared but with the lumber mill workers and the police and the firefighters. It's a little bit harder to believe that these kinds of people would yeah. get caught up in the mass hysteria, especially if they're the keepers of peace. You True. know, yeah, I, like I can believe that a lot of the common people would get swept up. at Wow. Swept up in it. But. Some of the law enforcement, it's a little bit harder for me to believe. I mean, mass hysteria happens. I don't think it explains everything. There's one, one explanation doesn't explain every single instance of something, you know, like with cryptids. It's not always a circus animal. And it's not always mass hysteria. So it's like, you can't just... People like skeptics just keep using the same exact things all the time without seemingly actually looking into what happened. You know? Yeah. At least most of the time. There are some skeptics, of course, that are like, okay, here's the Jersey Devil story. Did any circus accident happen? Uh, You can't really prove mass hysteria, right? And you can't really say, oh, it was over 100 years ago. They're just stupid because they weren't. So, right. And this happened over the span of several hundreds of years. Yeah, like all the encounters, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, it might be that situation where maybe the story of the Jersey Devil is just folklore, but people ex- people are experiencing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can I can see that. I believe that the folklore is real, but I think I'm a little biased. Works for me. Um, uh, last bit of evidence I'd like to say is there was many accounts of livestock being slaughtered, and there's even a funny story of a a woman saw the the creature attempting to eat her dog, <laughs> and Yikes. so she grabbed a broomstick and beat it away with a broomstick. So, um, and it seemed to work. Well, at least that's what the the story seemed to. Denote. So it can so be defeated. It can be defeated, not with guns, but with brooms. Oh. Must have the cleaning supplies when it comes to fighting devils. Hence your hook. Exactly. 
now I see. Now I see. It all makes sense now. It's all coming together. Yeah. So uh, that was the craziest week in terms of activity from the Jersey Devil. Um, and that's kind of the main thing. I didn't try and find too many recent sightings. A, because I didn't want to scare the crap out of myself. But B, <laughs> um, I don't know. I felt like the history really provided a spookier and you know, better context for the creature rather than, oh, some guy, I did include a picture. Um, of, it's, I think, the second to last picture. Um, that's a supposed picture oh of the my, Jersey Devil. Oh, my God. Caught on camera. Second oh, my to- God. <laughs> Can this be the- it's a pretty good uh, quality picture, but I really don't think it's it. Well, it just looks so fake to be well, true. No, yeah. That but is... then again, we have heard of cryptids. You know, one of the things about cryptids is they like to uh, they like to be elusive, and one way to do that is to look as fake as possible. That's true. But man, that this one, I don't know about this one though. <laughs> I mean, then again, how did they make this? Like, I'm very curious. Like. Who put this picture together and how they did it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't remember where I got the picture from. But uh, yeah, that's one of the more recent sightings, I believe. That's so wild. It's all over the internet. That's so funny. Um, so yeah. An- one last parting note about the legend of the Jersey Devil is the Pine Barrens themselves excuse me, is a very creepy place and actually has a lot of legends with it. Not just the Jersey Devil, which I hadn't realized, but there's a lot of legends, including Captain Kidd. I don't know if you guys have heard of Captain Kidd. Pirate? Yep. Uh, There's the ghost of the Black Doctor. See a doctor? I think so. The ghost of the black dog. And we the golden-haired girl. Sorry. <laughs> he actually wasn't a dog. He was a Jersey Devil in a dog costume. Oh. Um, uh, the golden-haired girl and the white stag. So you have Goldilocks in New Jersey? Apparently. Um, so there's all, apparently a lot of legends associated with the Pine Barrens because they are so large. I might have to do an episode on the legends of the Pine Barrens other than the Jersey Devil. That'd be cool. Because I feel like Captain Kidd's a pretty big one. Um, the other one's not as much, but they are interesting because I think they're very contrary to like the classic black dog stories where it's like, oh, you know, they're evil creatures. I don't think this one was really, but I didn't look too much into it. So save that for maybe another episode on a rainy day. That's interesting. Yeah, I would love um, to hear more Pine Barren stories since we have a special connection, personal connection. Yeah. So uh, leading into that, actually, um, the three of us, along with our good friend, Sean, um, and I believe Ryan went with us too, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we made a trip down to Pine Barrens to try and find the Jersey Devil. And this was four years ago. So you can tell there's a lot of wow. history behind this podcast. Not just uh, not just recent developments. So 
Yeah, it's been four years. For those of you at home, Frank is I'm, in shock and awe. When you put it that way, that four years ago, guys, More we're getting old. Now. We are yeah, getting old. One four-year-old. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very good. Old. <laughs> okay, so I can't say the the dumb obvious things, but Frank can. No, he doesn't get a pass either. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put the badumtis on every joke. You guys can't stop me. Great. Um. So the Pine Barrens, when we went, from my experience, was creepy, remote. And very deep wilderness. Um, and although we didn't find the Jersey Devil, we did find some deer, some annoying bugs and ticks. Um, and I fell in a huge mud puddle. And oh, we yeah. had a, an overall great adventure, followed by a great meal where I ate a sandwich called the Jersey Devil. That's uh, <laughs> about the closest we have to evidence of the creature, other than the little figurines we have. I I do remember when we were there and I forget where we had to we literally just like pulled off on the shoulder of the road and walked around yeah. for like an hour. I was <laughs> yeah. like if I, we, I was like is it we car were driving even into the there? woods at one point we drove into the woods. Oh, that's right. So Yeah, I feel bad cuz we went off-roading in my mom's car. Does she still have that so, car? Yeah. So I didn't wreck it that bad. Do we remember? Uh, <laughs> I got so, it muddy. Uh, Frank was sleeping in the back of the car, and so this yeah, was, I'm trying to remember. This was I a three up. row, three row car. This is a. Aaron turns into the road, which I re- I was piloting. I had the directions, and it said turn onto this road. We passed this just sand <laughs> dirt road, and I look, and I'm like, oh, it can't be that. We pass it. It was that. And, and then we turn we turn back and go around and Aaron turns in and drives and there's this giant pothole that he didn't see and he just goes right into it going kind of fast and Frank gets like jumbled in the back and wakes I up. I remember that now. Yeah. Was oh, that was probably trip? about the most scared we were that trip. I found that, was that a... rope swing. Oh yeah, yeah, there was a tire swing. Probably for the Jersey Devil. Or for Bigfoot. Oh, there I was pe- one on there it. You guys people, were too scared too. There were people riding around on four wheelers too, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I another thing um, is the blue hole. I think is is supposedly oh, like ice cold or whatever yes. all year round. Um, that's another interesting one. I might save for another episode. I've never heard of that. Um, yeah, we weren't when we were there. We I think we looked at a map, or Aaron had a map, or something on his phone and where we were standing there was like a set like a water like a pretty wide stream but also kind of like a bank that you could that you could have slid down into the water and but if you crossed the river and kept going further into the woods that way there is that like blue lake or whatever yeah i don't think we ever got to it but no i don't there weren't like direct paths there yeah and we weren't looking to get lost or hurt because there are a lot of legends of people well i'll save it for the episode (laughs) if i do one but uh yeah so that was our adventure we didn't see anything unfortunately but we did have a good time um 
that's probably the best thing about cryptid and ghost hunting is the memories you make along the way and <laughs> until yeah. you see it and then it do, and then it and then it and can't get out of your memories <laughs> yep so um i'm not sure what do you guys think is there a jersey devil what are its origins where its whereabouts what do you think yes paganism <laughs> where are its whereabouts yes <laughs> everywhere I mean, you're not too far off. It's in the air. I think, I, I mean, I believe the, the 1900s, 1909 flap, if you will, if you want to call it that. Um, I don't believe in mass hysteria. I think that's stupid. Something was there. Something terrorized that town. Joseph Bonaparte. Multiple towns. Multiple towns. Joseph Bonaparte would never lie. He would never besmirch the family name. All right. We got to. A fervent believer from Frank. Nick? Maybe not as uh, (laughs) vehemently going (laughs) with it, but something, I mean, yeah, something definitely was there. The the Admiral saw something. Joseph Bonaparte saw something. And if he shot at it and didn't do anything, that's so consistent with a lot of things, a lot of cryptids. So. Was it the Jersey Devil? Maybe, maybe not. But it was definitely some entity definitely terrorized some people in New Jersey and potentially still continues to do so, depending on the quantity of modern reports. Yeah. Well, clearly by that uh, picture I showed you guys, still (laughs) out there. Then, yeah, we, we are. Should be easy to cite. Yeah. It's the Mothman of New Jersey. Yeah. Honestly. The, in in so, the sense that it's a harbinger of doom. Is no, it any coincidence? That was, uh, Daniel Lee. No, that was Daniel, Daniel Jones. <laughs> no, it's Davy Jones. No, that's a different harbinger of doom no, for New York or for New Jersey. <laughs> New York, but in New Jersey, so I guess it's yeah. both. Any parting comments from you guys about upcoming episodes, Frank? Sure. So next episode, forget history, forget research, forget well-thought-out arguments. I will be talking about the 1970s Pennsylvania Bigfoot UFO flap. We weren't around back then, so we don't know how bad it was, but I've got a fantastic case book, and I'll be picking out the juiciest stories, the spookiest stories, and the weirdest ones, and just throwing them at you guys for as long as I can, as long as I can keep your attention. That sounds perfect. Very uh, Vale Cemetery-like in terms of just quick-fire stories. Oh, yes. Oh, it's going to be some of my favorite bizarre stories in that book. Um, So I think a good balance to Aaron's very well-researched and very illuminating history. I mean, I thought I knew the story of the Jersey Devil, but obviously there was a lot more to it. Yeah. So, Frank, is one last question for you. Is there going to be the Amish Bigfoot War? I will be sure to include the legendary Amish Bigfoot War. Good. It was that time period, I believe. I believe Maybe it was the, the early 80s. Was the early 80s? Yeah. I'll as, be sure to track down that as story a, as well. As an, an also a Bigfoot, Bigfoot military historian that I am. 
Exactly. Yes. I mean, it's, I don't know why it's not in the history books yet. It's kind of a tragedy. We need to lobby Congress, but I'll be sure to reveal the truth of that. They have enough problems with paper mache aliens. All right. Well, is there a Jersey Devil? I don't know. All I know is we better hope that in 2023, we don't end off the year with a wave of Jersey Devil sightings again. That's the last thing we need. Amen to that. So that's all for tonight's show. Remember to leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you tune in if you enjoyed the show, or submit feedback at Wednesday at 9pm.com slash 16. That's Wednesday at the word 9pm.com spelled out with no numbers. You'll also find the episode's write-up images, location, and references listed there if you want to dig deeper, which we highly encourage you to do so. And tell your friends to tune in while you're at it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday at 9pm. And remember, stay inside tonight and watch out for the Jersey Devil. Sixty-seven, sixty-five, seventy-eight, seventy-eight, seventy-nine, seventy-eight, sixty-six, sixty-five, seventy-six, seventy-six.